Blog Talk Radio. everyone and welcome once again to Madame Perry Salon. This is my version of a cultural literary salon from uh, centuries past in Europe, the uh, United Kingdom, and Asia. Only mine is in cyberspace and I'm the patroness of the arts here, Madame Perry, but you can call me Jen, Jennifer, JP. I'm just happy that you're here and that I'm here. And First of all, thanks to everyone who has been following and subscribing lately. I am so grateful to you, whether you subscribe on Blog Talk Radio, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever, and leave your reviews. It means a lot to me. Oh, and Spotify says you can now, if you listen to podcasts on Spotify, you can put the review on there while you're listening. Uh, that's what they tell me. I haven't done it yet, but all you've tech-savvy folks, I'm sure, can figure it out and tell me. So you can do that now. But thank you so much. And the guest we've had, uh, what we last week we had Dane Lewis, country singer. Uh, I've got to say, Dane Lewis has got a magnificent voice, a powerful voice. He's a good musician and a good songwriter. But I especially love the story he was telling about how uh, he was getting ready to move to Nashville. His father died of covid and out there where he lived in, in Iowa, he said, you know, he said, well, I've got to stay a little bit longer to help with the last harvest because they were farmers. Uh, get that in before he left. And he said the entire community, all the people they knew around there came together to get it done in only one week. And then after that, his mother said, got to go to Nashville, son. That's what you've got to do. But I just thought, what a beautiful story. I've thought of that so many times. Also, we had Brandy Stillwell, who's a writer for several TV shows and an actor. Her new book is None of This is Going According to Plan, and it's stories of her hilarious, not so funny when they happen, but hilarious tales of uh, being a young woman, going from uh, living Growing up in the wheat fields of Kansas, then going to film school, and then going to Los Angeles to work in uh, TV and film. And she's just hilarious. She's a riot. Um, So definitely get her book. We've had so many fascinating people. And we've got even more to come. Later this month, we have uh, Chasm Sultan, the bass player everybody loves. You might know him from Todd Rundgren's Utopia. And he also plays Blue Oyster Cult. He's played with Joan Jett and the Black Hearts. Um, I've even seen him on TV playing with, uh, oh, I can't think of the name right now. Uh, but anyway, he's uh, Amy Grant. Amy Grant. And uh, he does his solo work, and he's on tour right now with his newest solo album. We've also got uh, Vivian Boucherat, artist, singer, and she's going to be on with her manager, Cindy De Silva. Or oh, actually, it's the manager of her 
husband's former band, The Zombie, and Renee Harbison, because they're the women that came together to help Viv put out her book, Know You're Crazy. And it's uh, not your as in you are, it's Y-O-U-R about women when we don't feel quite like ourselves and nobody understands how you feel except another woman. So that's where that. And tonight, yes, honeys, tonight I have another magnificent guest. I met this woman. Um, well, of course, now no one ever meets in person anymore, but I met her, had the fortune to meet her uh, maybe almost a year ago. And we've talked a lot since then. She's written several books. She's a very prolific Christian author, and she's open. She's honest. She's very sincere with her faith, and she loves the Lord. And I am delighted to have her here to talk about her brand-new book, Freedom from Bondage. So welcome for the first time, hopefully not the last, to Madam Perry Salon, Ruth Kreiner. Ruth, I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you so much for the opportunity. It's a pleasure, believe me. Well, it's a pleasure for me, too, because, you know, you and I have talked a lot. We haven't talked much lately, but we have, and I feel like I've gotten to know you so well. Um, And it's just such a a privilege to have you on here and talk to you. So how many books have you written? I've only written four, but I'll I'll tell you, um, I feel like that this is the first book I've written. I'll tell you why. The first book was a book of poetry and um, some poetry that I had uh, written. And I wanted to get my feet wet. I had no idea what to do or how to do it. So uh, it took me a long time to figure it out. <laughs> but I finally got that published. Then the next book was a compilation of blogs that I had written. It was almost like a uh, everyday devotional type of book. And um, after that, um, I did a compilation of a lot of people's testimony on um, uh, their way out. It's called Prison Break, which Mm -hmm. is very similar to this, only this particular book, my testimony. And um, But it was a compilation of other people's testimonies of what God can do. I, uh, it took me a long time to come to the place where I realized that I needed to talk about my own um, overcoming and victory. And um, because who wants to talk about uh, sexual addiction? Not very many people. It's not exactly a comfortable talk, uh, topic to mm-hmm. talk about, but it is a necessary topic to talk about because there are a lot of people who have problems in this area. and But that's just one area. The book, uh, it will cover any area that you're having trouble with. If you are struggling with something that has a hold on you, it may be your anger. It mm-hmm. may be unforgiveness. It, it, it could be... Shopping, I mean, you know, you are out of control. Spend money like uh, you have no control over it. And if you are in that kind of a situation, then I can tell you that God took me um, seven steps he put me through, and that's what's in this book. Mm -hmm. It is uh, 
God's seven steps for freeing captives from secret sins and failures. And there are so many people who feel as if that there is an area in their life that they keep failing in. Have you ever been there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I am human, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, if you see it happen, you're a liar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because no everybody, kidding. yeah, everybody has a problem or has had a problem that has held them back from a, everybody looks for that fullness of in their relationship with God. They want something that's complete. Where's the joy? Mm-hmm. I'm struggling all the time. Where's the joy? Mm-hmm. And I want the joy. And I don't know how to get the joy. Well, this book will help you find that. And um, so I'm excited for anybody that wants to read this book because I have a friend that I gave it to and she had struggled for many years. And um, and she always felt unworthy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a big one. Um, you know, uh, to feel unworthy is a very, very common problem among Christians because they're always trying to become, you know, always trying to become something that they're not. I, I need to become more patient. I need to become more faithful in my Bible study. I need to become this. I need to become that. And it seems like at every corner they fail. Well, this book explains how that um, that, that problem is one that's already been small for us. Um, so uh, the first thing in the book that it addresses is just like the twelve step program. Mm-hmm. It's admitting you have a admitting you have a problem. Well, you know, as a Christian, it's kind of hard to admit you have a problem, mm-hmm. especially if it's not an acceptable problem. And, you know, if if you're a drunk and and people have actually told you that you drink too much and it's affecting your relationships and it's affecting your life, it's affecting your work, but you don't want to admit it because you're not supposed to have these kinds of problems, that that is something a Christian doesn't have, doesn't have mm-hmm. problems like that. And so you avoid them, and you avoid talking about it. You avoid addressing it, and you keep thinking to yourself that one that you're going to overcome it. I'm going to do it, and that's one of the things in this book um, that is very important to learn is who's talking to you. You know you have voices in your head. We all do. Who's talking to you? And it addresses who is talking to you. And it addresses the lies that we've all believed. You know, sometimes we draw comfort from our misery because we feel like we deserve it. So we wallow in it. And uh, and we have don't know how to get out of it because we're listening to the voices that tell us 
Uh, you're no good. You know that. You've never been any good. You think you're going you're gonna to win this battle? You think you are? Huh? Because you never have before. What makes you think you're going to this time? Does that sound familiar at all to anybody? Because um, I know that that's exactly how he talked to me. And when you hear voices that say that you're done, that you're no good, that you're worthless, uh, well, right away, you know that's not God. That's not God's voice talking to you. That's your enemy's voice talking to you. And he wants to get you at a place where you give up. And and giving up is not a bad thing, because I'll tell you about that in a minute. Okay. But um, because um, you think, and the lie is that he says, okay, well, go ahead, try. Oh, you got to try harder. It's not working. You've got to try harder. Push a little harder. And we exhaust ourselves, Jennifer. Mm-hmm. We exhaust ourselves trying to overcome. And mm-hmm. a lot of people, many, many people give up on God because they say, it doesn't work. doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Because we are taught from childhood. In this world, we are taught that we pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps, that God helps those that help themselves. That is a total lie. And and that is another thing that this book addresses, is the lies, is all the lies. What are the lies in, uh, in that the enemy is telling you along the way? You can do it. That's the opposite of you're no good. You'll never do it. You could do it. You just have to try harder. Or um, I'm nobody's going to uh, control my life. I'm going to make all the decisions, and it's mine to make, and it's my life. And everybody's all messed up. Got everything backwards. When I come to the Lord, I come to the Lord, admitting my helplessness. When I admit my helplessness. Then he can work. I'll tell you what, I was a long time ago, but, you know, I was a member of a church. I taught a class. Um, I was a dean in a co-educational boarding school. And I had all of the, and I had the secrets that nobody knew about. And so I... I, because I am a type A personality, then I knew that I could overcome it. I could do this if I just, you know, just tried harder, just tried harder. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. I exhausted myself with that. And there was one day I was in the shower and I was talking to God about my life. And I said, you know what? Because I I used to make a deal with him. I used to say to God, okay, you can't give up on me if I don't give up on you. And that sounds good, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It sounds like oh, yeah. that, yeah, that would work, mm-hmm. wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, I get, I get, I was in the shower and I was talking to him about, about my life. And I was very angry. And I said, okay, I quit. 
I am not going to try anymore. I don't care what happens. Whatever happens, happens. I don't care anymore. I am through. I'm done. I cannot do it. And um, if you want this out of my life, then you're going to have to take it out and you're going to have to be responsible for it because I can't. Oh, Ruth. That's pretty strong. Yeah. And you know what happened? It it was immediate and I knew it. I knew it. It was immediate. It was gone. It was gone. And I don't mean that I had to work anymore at getting it gone. Mm -hmm. No. It was like he said, well, hallelujah, it's about time. (laughs) Had you ever, ever thought that you would? Have you ever done it or had you ever thought that you would have that kind of conversation with God? With you talking in that way, ever? Yes, and I was angry. And he knew I was angry. And he said, and I know, I know that he was saying, it is about time you gave up trying to do something you can't. Because, because, Jen, you know, if you're standing in front of a tidal wave mm-hmm. and you hold your hands up and think you're going to stop that tidal wave, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, you you know the devil invites me out to to, to battle every day. He invites mm-hmm. me to come and try to overcome or to fight him for any reason, any reason, mm-hmm. because he knows that I can't win. I can't win on my own. I cannot win, and I the effort does not come from me. Jesus said, here's the work. Here's the work in the Christian life. And he said, is to know, believe in me and who sent me, my father. Now, to believe in somebody means a whole lot more than just a head knowledge. Mm-hmm. To believe in somebody, as I'm, I'm saying to you, Jennifer, I'm saying, you want to do something, and you don't, and you are experiencing some doubts. And I say to you, I believe in you. I believe in you. That's trusting mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. I'm giving you, uh, you know, ten thousand dollars of my money, and you're going to do something with it that you say that will be successful. And I say, I believe in you. That's trusting you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so belief carries a much greater um, punch than just a head knowledge. Lots Amen. of people have a head knowledge. Lots of people say, yes, I know God, I believe in God. But they don't have that joy. They don't have that freedom. Freedom. And I have freedom now. And I have joy now. People ask me, and I say it all the time, how are you doing today? I say, I am blessed. And usually those people, it takes them back because that's not the answer they expect. They mm-hmm. expect you to say, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Well, that's what you say. But when you say, I am blessed, I even had a lady came come back to me and say, 
You say you're blessed. Tell me. Tell me how are you blessed. I said I am blessed because circumstances don't control my life. All of these things that I've been trying to become have transferred from my responsibility to God's responsibility. Mm-mm. And that's what the book teaches because it teaches you what the lies are and what the truth is. It compares what the lies are about your feelings and your and the voices you hear in your head. And, and it tells you about um, the feelings that you need to have and the feelings that are pushed upon you by the enemy, causing you to feel alone and abandoned. And how about isolated during the pandemic? Oh, yeah. Is feeling the isolation, and um, I will tell you that seven years ago, I had a very unique experience with God, and that was um, I was out house sitting in the country, and uh, I just <laughs> said to God, I was looking at the clouds, and it was a fall, and it was a blustery day. And I, I said, would you ever consent to talking to me in the clouds, through the clouds? Mm-hmm. And, and immediately he answered me. He said, do you see that black cloud? Not audibly, but in my spirit. And I'll tell you, right. and when, some, when God talks to you in your spirit, you know it. You know uh-huh. it. It's very identifiable. Mm-hmm. And so he said, you see that black cloud that's, going swiftly across the sky. And there was behind that black cloud a very brilliant, bright, light, white cloud. He said, darkness is swiftly covering the earth. But I was so I was so grateful for the cloud that was so brilliant white because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Mm-hmm. And that cloud was moving. That cloud was standing still. And we have experienced uh, a darkness that's been covering the earth since then. And I'm not going to go through all of them that he told me, but I will. The second one, and that was I went outside and I looked at the sky, and it was early morning, just as sunrise. And the cloud and the sky was covered with polka dots. Polka dots. Not not uniformly round, but the unique part about it was... You don't want to go to sleep, don't you? <laughs> <Duh>. <laughs> so, anyway, I looked at the clouds, and the unique part was that none of the clouds were connected with each other. And the, and the Lord told me that there is a shaking coming where one man, where you will not be able to depend on another denomination, uh, a creed, uh, a theory, it's going to be between you and me because everybody's going to be separated. And it happened. I'm living it right now. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And so anyway, the good thing about this book is that it takes you step by step. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... Um, <laughs> And helping you to identify 
the, the, the dog's voice and helping you to identify your feelings. And, and feeling helpless is not a bad thing because mm-hmm. I got to the point where I was helpless. And we are helpless. Mm-hmm. God takes. You know, if I could do what God does, he never would have had to come. Right, right. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't become. I can't become righteous. I can't do those things. He came to give us righteousness. He came to save us. That is the absolute truth. And I want you to hold that thought right there. I've got to play something. Do not forget that. We're going to come right back to that in about 90 seconds, Ruth. Thank you so much. Just uh, right now. Do you enjoy watching movies? Yes! Do you like to hear other people's opinions on movies? Yes! And do you find that you don't always have the time to listen to an entire podcast about one movie? Well, then you might enjoy my new podcast, Living for the Cinema. My reviews cover the good, the bad, and the ugly of what makes each film unique, but in less than 15 minutes. Check out Living for the Cinema on all platforms where podcasts are available. (sighs) Ugh, what a day. I just need some me time for once. Yes. Perfect! I got the new bath bombs today! Beach and clove, here we come! Mim and the Anvil makes the best-smelling herbal blends of bath bombs. You can order loose or ground herb, added buttermilk, extra large, even ones with hidden gifts inside. There are over 25 essential oil varieties. After today, my body definitely needs some spiritual nourishment. And lots of fizz! Her metaphysical blends are soothing in more ways than one. Visit MimInTheAnvil.com today. Make time for yourself. There are over 100 herbal blends of bath bombs. Keep a healthy body and mind. Feed your soul. Visit MimInTheAnvil.com today. If you don't make time for yourself, no one else will. All right, it's Jennifer Perry back with author Ruth Kreiner. Ruth, pick back up where we left off. Okay. The feeling of helplessness is is God's opportunity. Because when we want to be in control of our life and we want to be the decision maker, which I was that kind of person, and I was making decisions that were leading me straight on the wrong path. Mm-hmm. And so when I realized my helplessness, I and I and I didn't really realize the the helplessness that I needed. I mean, I was down to the nitty gritty. I was down to the bottom of the barrel, so to speak, mm-hmm. because I was exhausted from trying. I was exhausted from working at being good and working at trying not to be bad. And when I realized my helplessness and I just said, I'm done, Mm -hmm. I don't care what happens, God said, okay, I've got this. And Mm -hmm. it's never been a problem since, never. 
the temptation has not been there because he took it away. He took it all away. And I'm telling you, most people, you know, they read these books about self-help. They read these books about how they, their, their inner strength, that they can conquer anything in and go deep within. And you can master this. It's a lie. The book talks about what is the lie, what is the truth will set you free, and what is the truth. And so a lot of lies we have believed. And people will look at those books and say, yep, this is the answer. But it's not the answer. And they find out what it does is they learn how to modify their behavior. They learn how to modify it. Remember that. Mm-hmm. To modify the behavior is not changing the person. God changes the person. These books and self books, they will teach you how to modify your behavior. And and then people say, you know, they, but the joy is not there. The freedom still isn't there because they're still fighting the temptation. They may not be giving in to the temptation, but it's still there because the person hasn't changed. How much more time do I have, Jen? <laughs> How much time do you want, honey? <laughs> okay. Anyway, Just keep on um, talking to me. <laughs> so, so anyway, what we are looking for is what Scripture calls being born again. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nicodemus came to Jesus, mm-hmm. and he was uh, he was trying to make um, intelligent conversation, educational conversation. I know that you're a great teacher, Jesus, and I know this and I know that, and. And Jesus stops him and says, what you need is to be born again. Well, nobody likes to hear what they need. Mm, oh, no, never. <laughs> and, and, and nobody um, wants somebody else to tell them what they need. And um, that, that is something that everybody, the very first thing that they have to do is to admit they have a problem. I don't care how little it is. You mm-hmm. can call it a habit if you want to. But that, you know, uh, there's a difference between a habit. A habit is something that you do every day with a goal um, that's mm-hmm. achieved every day. You brush your teeth in order to have clean teeth. You know, you take a bath in order to smell good. Those kinds of things. Yes, that's a goal, and that's a habit. You do that over and over again. But when it becomes something that's got a hold on you to where that you don't have resistance against it, then you've got a problem. And it's a problem that the human psyche, the human intelligence, you can't conquer because it calls for a change of the person. Mm-hmm. And being again, Nicodemus says, you've got to be kidding me. I, you know, I'm supposed to go back in the womb or something? You know, what are you talking about? And, and he said, you've got to be born of the water. 
in the fire. And, you know, that's exactly what happens in our life. Yes. When, when, I, when I told God that he's going to have to be responsible for my problem, responsibility with joy, and he replaced it with fullness and giving me his joy. You know, the the person who has a demon, and it's in scripture, that is the man who had a demon and was cast out, and he swept his house clean. There was nothing left in his house. He swept it all clean, got rid of all the bad stuff. But he forgot something. He forgot to fill it with what, <laughs> with what, uh, with the power that was going to keep the demons from coming back. So his demon went away, and he wandered around in the desert, looking for somebody else to torment. He couldn't find anybody, so he said, "Okay, I'll go back." And he went back and found the house, and so he called in his friends, more demons. So the end of that man was worse than the beginning. So when we come to the Lord, we have to be vulnerable. We have to understand that we have a need. We have to be willing to express that need and to be willing to express our helplessness. Being born again means that everything changes. The way the look on your face changes, the tenor of your voice changes, what you like changes, what you want changes. You know, (laughs) Jesus, if we, with Jesus, if we are born again, what we want is what Jesus wants. Mm-hmm. So Amen. we can pray. For, we can pray for anything we want, Jennifer. We can pray for anything, anything we want because what we want is what He wants, and that makes a huge difference. We become Thank different. You. My father, my my earthly father, he was a very difficult man. And the kind of man that children were afraid of. And if I had friends over, um, they would always want to know what time it was. And if it was 5 o'clock, they said, okay, we've got to go, because that, they knew that my dad was coming home. Uh-huh. So they were afraid of him. But, and, and you know, he, and, and how he dealt with problems was, to fight them, you know, and fight people and, you know, all of that kind of thing. He also had a drinking problem. So one day my mother and I were going to go, and I was just a child. Um, we were going to go to my, my my mother decided we needed to go to this uh, evangelistic meetings. And so uh, we were going to go, and I asked her if she was going to ask my father. She said, well... You know, he always has some excuse. He either doesn't know what to wear or he's too tired. And mm-hmm. um, I said, but but you you need to ask anyway. So mm-hmm. anyway, she asked him and she and he said, oh, he said, I I'm too tired. I I I can't. I don't I don't want to go. 
And so my mother started to leave the room, and all of a sudden she stopped, and she turned around, and she said, you know what? I'd go everywhere without you. Do you mean to tell me I'm going to have to go to heaven without you, too? Oh. And there was a, when I was standing there, and there was a long pause, and he said, well, wh- what do you think I ought to wear? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Ruth, what a story. Ruth, that's that's amazing. Listen, I have got to tell you, uh, it has been a long time coming getting you on this show, but um, this is quite, I just got to congratulate you on your new book. And I'd also like to say, uh, for for everybody listening, go to her website. It's called Blessings you and not only does she have a beautiful blog and she has uh let me see i have it up here she has her blog she also has uh and the other books but she also has a a section called prayer request where you can put in a request there so ruth i just want to thank you so much and um uh there's a we just had fellow out in Chicago sent a message saying I'm listening to the show and this is uh, even more than I expected thank you and uh, you're welcome sir and just go to find uh, Ruth Kreiner and you can look her up on the internet you can go to blessings you for her website and I think you'll be greatly rewarded there and Ruth continue to have a blessed life and thank you for sharing your story Yes, absolutely. It's my pleasure. And blessings yes. to you. Thank you. Take Thank care. you. All right. And uh, you as well. Okay. Goodbye. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.